Good day, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are, and picking up this podcast around the world. Standing in my truth, Valerie M. A.K. Maxfield coming at ya. How you all doing? I'm on season four. I haven't even been doing this podcast that long. Um, when I started doing podcasts, I had no clue what podcast was all about. I just knew that I wanted to do a podcast. So anyway, I'm sure I've spoken about that in episode one, seasons one, two, whatever. We're now in episode four. And this is um, season four, sorry. Episode two. Today's podcast is about, (laughs) it's a difficult one actually, it's got a cross between anxiety, the vaccine, do I take it because I haven't been vaccinated yet, and dating. I hope to God the guy that I'm talking to at this moment does not hear this podcast. God, I hope he doesn't. Anyway, so I, oh, let me just study my truth. Yes, I've been kind of seen someone, but it's not, nothing serious. And lockdown came and it was like, okay, I'm not locked down with anyone. I'm not with anybody. So whatever tomfoolery we were doing before lockdown, that's got to stop. And it wasn't anything serious per se. So I was, uh, you know, it's been okay for me to just crack on with my life. Um, And obviously, Standing in My Truth was born out of lockdown because there was so much that we were trying to get to grips with in the beginning from the May to around June, July. I think we were still, before we were locked down, we could still go out and have something to eat. And um, even though the government said, oh, you know, you've got to stay here and you've got to work from home. Um, So for people like myself who live alone, well, you can imagine. It's like, really? No, no, no dooga-dooga? I can't, I can't kiss nobody? I can't be with anybody. How unfair. One of the things that sprung sprung to mind was, well, if it, this is what the, universal, the universe wanted me to have or do, then I'm going to have to go with it. Because somehow it was telling me to stop me in my tracks and stop messing about with the guy, you know, I can't divulge too much, but stop messing around with this guy. This, it's, it's not going anywhere, even though he still makes my heart go tickety boom, boom, boom. And he knows he, he has a way of knowing to pick up the phone and call me. And I'm like, yeah, come on, come on, baby. Come on over. He has a way of including me and making sure that when we were going out, um, I'd be in this party and I'd see him across the room. I'd come with my friends. And it's, you know, it's just, it was one of those relationships where people had an inkling that we were an item, but we weren't telling them that we were an item. For me, that's like, you know, yeah, it's a bit of an excitement. But um, I just didn't want to be the settling down. Because not everything worked 
not everything. There's a lot of things we were compatible with, but majority we weren't. And I have a different lifestyle. He's got a different lifestyle. So there was not a there was not really a meeting in the middle, per se. But I still played along with it. And then after a while, I had to tell myself. Luckily, before lockdown, no, this is this is not for me. I I really just need to have that break. Um, I need to find myself. And lo and behold, lockdown comes along. Now, how much more space am I going to need, you know, to find myself? And so through lockdown, I... Yeah, it's like everything just comes to a stop. You know, all the things I'm used to doing, which is like guaranteed I'm out you know I'm out from like a Thursday Friday Saturday and if I'm not in the studio and then I'm probably sleeping off most of it then it's the Monday morning cycle if I'm gonna go to work or I'm in the studio uh, you know am I on holiday am I traveling it was just one constant roller coaster ride um and I enjoyed I, I enjoyed my life I really did but I never thought, it's amazing, and I know I'm not alone in this thought process. I really love saying that thought process. I think I say it in all my podcast shows. It just sounds really nice on me. Anyway, I always never thought the day that, oh, well, my cat died. So, yeah, I definitely was without my cat and lonely in the house apart from making a phone call to my parents and and my siblings or my best friend etc I'd never be alone and I'm used to being on my own so it knocked down wasn't so bad for me but it made me look at the people as in the male companionship in my life of the people who are trying to talk to me and get with me there's no sleeping going on but it's what are you there for were you just there to stroke my ego not that I have an ego because to be honest half of the time I'm like what the hell do you want and so I used to just really put up with it for the sake of put up putting up with it because I didn't want to hurt their feelings and I know I'm not allowed alone in doing that I speak to loads of my friends and or associates and female or male and they will tell you the same thing we pretty much all seem to be in the same circle it was like yeah I'm seeing blah 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 okay you're just seeing him all right or I'm just seeing this hardy hardy or this girly girl. No, I'm not sure why I keep going into American. It's just beyond me. But anyway, but I'm seeing, uh, sorry, that's who I am. I'm seeing this hearty hearty girly girly. And, you know, and I'd say, are you being serious with her? Well, I want to be serious with her. And it just, it's, it's, it just seems to be the way of the world that we're living in right now, you know, People are in a relationship and they want to play outside of the relationship. But let's forget about them. This is me. So it was a case of, truthfully, I had about two two or three people trying to talk to me in my DMs and then picking up the phone and calling me. And I'll be honest with you, none of them were floating my boat. None, 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 none. They either had some stupid baggage and I have got no baggage. 
Now, I might be wrong, you know, maybe I shouldn't be like that, but I don't have any baggage. And so it's taken me a while to drop my baggage and all the crap that I've had to live through where, mate, if I was to sit and actually podcast the relationships I've had from 2011 to date, the worthless bag of shit I picked up, mate, you'd be, I'm telling you, now that I am sober, I try not to regret them, but my God, what was I thinking? Holy bag of, oh my God. (sighs) Let me take a breath while I tell you these stories, you know. And in the end, I've decided that I don't think I can talk them out in a podcast. So I've started writing the book. You know, I've got from guys who, you know, me, and they, they didn't last long because I just, as soon as I felt the alarm bells, I was out the door or, yeah, out the phone, drop the conversation, cut in the conversation, I'm done. I get bored really easily as well. So, you know, rather than telling them that, hey, you are useless, worthless, you're trying to use me, I would literally be polite and stop talking to them or lessen my conversation, not even letting them know that I am out of this right now. I just ease myself. It's a shame. Do you know what? (laughs) I might as well do this as a monologue show because if you ever saw the way I eased myself out of these relationships, you'd be like, damn, girl. Yeah, I wasn't taking any prisoners. I've already been there taken as a prisoner. Yeah, I've been in a situation where a guy was so cocaine high, he got his friend to kidnap me years ago. Kidnap me. And the only way, when that guy took a blade and tried to slice my face and my hands, I was able to duck and dive and physically hold the knife while he, when he pulled the knife in my hand and literally jagged, it was a jagged edge knife, I'd never forget that, and he ripped at my clothes, and I was able to knee him in the nuts, he had locked me, got me to this house, locked me in this, this big room, and I was able to run my way around this room and, and get away from him. he couldn't get it up he couldn't get it up to physically rape me that was my first encounter I've met guys who I've gone on a date and they're giving me a lift home but I make sure they don't drop me home they get to the you know I make them drop me somewhere where from where I am and then they try to jump me in the car and I'm like what the hell how do I keep picking up these 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 Oh God, try my best to be nice. That's my problem. I'm too nice. Bad judgment of character. Bad judgment of character. You know, and I've been, mate, I'm telling you, I'm writing, it's all been written in the book. Um, And it's taken me to take the mask off to stand in my truth, as I said in season four. So season four is actually going deep, deep into a recess of my brain that I locked 
off. And I thought, the one thing I'm going to do before I stop podcasting, coming out of lockdown, you know, and, and just concentrating on the YouTube show was I had to be real. This is what my podcast is all about. I'm hoping that, that somebody else can relate to the things that have gone on because they still happen today, even though this happened a long time ago. And you wonder why I drank. And I never forget, you know, where I met a guy and he was just like, yeah, I want to marry you, blah, blah, blah. But again, the alarm bells are going off, you know. And he was just like, it was like I rebounded. So I'd rebound and rebound and rebound. I never gave myself that space to say, right, I'm going to be by myself, blah, blah, blah. It was like, yeah, that guy wants to take me out. I'm gone. And it was a rebound from one to the other. Luckily, you know, don't worry. There were rebounds, but there was big spaces before I rebounded. Um, Even though I rebounded, I made sure that I didn't sleep with none of them because now I am consciously aware of my sexuality that nine times out of ten, guys just lusted me and didn't see who I was as a person inside. And But it took me a while to notice that. I thought they'd just generally like me. And then I had those men, that the ones that I met, who didn't like the fact that I had a career and but they the way that they presented themselves to me was in a way like yeah I like you and you know that we we can have the world and I thought why would I have the world when I've been around the world three or four times Uh, you need to come with something else (laughs) you know it's not where you want to take me it's how I we feel about each other money was irrelevant holidays were irrelevant I needed to connect with someone spiritually and and intelligently you know have something in common for me it wasn't just about the sex and the lust it just wasn't about that that for me that part was the bonus you know so you know I met this other guy and lo and behold he was as insecure as they come I'm sorry Cancerians are the bane of my existence. The bane of my existence. Because they come across to people so lovely. They're not. They're flipping needy as hell. Needy, 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 needy. They don't they don't they don't show it, but let me tell you, they are quick to tell you all about yourself. They are quick to curse you out they are bad tempered and you know they they just don't listen and it takes them a few days to calm down and then when they do calm down there's the way that they're sorry is pitiful and unfortunately for me you know by the time I got to the third one I'm like why do I keep attracting cancerians And I said to myself, because you put yourself out there for a Cancerian to come to you. You're a Scorpio, and so your best match is a Cancerian. And it's it's volatile, because we have great conversation, but you're just volatile. 
two shells. Not good, not good. But I won't go into all the star sign, malarkey. But this other one, you know, he uh, just two Scorpios, all from the kind of same background-ish. I didn't even know the other, you know, it's just crazy. And I never forget going into a party and I was dating this guy and he just wanted all the girls to like him. And I remember turning up at this party and he and I, you know, stood together and secretly, I mean, people saw him do it and then he punched me in my back because he just wasn't right in the head. And I thought, my God, no one has ever assaulted me. No one has ever touched me you know, apart from almost being raped years ago or attacked years ago, I've made sure that I've never put myself in that position. And I thought, wow. How did I stoop that low for us to put myself in a position to be in a party full of people? There was a, It's only the people that were around me because it was quite packed could see that he had done this sharp punch into my back. And I remember walking out and putting my coat on and saying to myself, I will never talk to that guy again. I'm, you know, I had stuff in his house. And do you know, stupid me, um, God, I'm getting quite emotional about this, went back to that house. Only for him to apologise, like it never happened. There was times that I'd get there, you know, I'd been busy, gone to a gig, doing what I'm doing, get back. Instead of going to my own home, I'd travel to his. And, you know, he'd be so jealous and throw my stuff out the window at, like, 2 a.m. in the morning because he thought that I'd been with somebody. Oh, it was crazy. This is the things that I'm thinking about. So these are the... There's a lot more than this. Then I met this other guy who... Which brought me into sobriety and literally he had... That was it for me. That was it. The worst kind. The worst kind. And I met this other guy and I thought, yeah, he's really great. Turns out he was a br- he was just broken. He was bitter. He was angry at his father. He's, you know, he had lost his mom. And he, he definitely wasn't a, an, a Cancerian. He was worse. He was an Aquarian. Oh, my good God. Jesus Christ, Aquarians. Anyway, and um, a needy, uh, deluded, yeah, I find most Aquarians are, um, and, you know, no passion, no compassion for other people, none. And I've seen it not just through going out with someone, I've just, they're very self-centred, driven sort of people. And Scorpios are quite sensitive. We're very sensitive. We might not seem it, but we are. We're very, very sensitive. So we pick up on things very easily. Anyway, this guy, I... Now, for the first time in a long time, this guy was just... Just everything I liked in a guy. But he was just broken. You just broken, broken, broken. He didn't have to, but how this guy survived and still looked good. And it's funny. It's, I always seem to be attracted to guys who had swag. Because I'd like to think that I'm a great dresser. But, uh, you know, somehow, if the guy's got a bit of swag and he looked good, 
you'd got me bought already. How shallow is that? And then by the time I've got past the exterior and then gone to see what they've got in between, they were just broken. Every single one of them just wanted, they just saw money, sex money. They thought that's all I could offer them. And I just kept giving money until I was bone dry. Bone, bone dry. I know, right? Look at me. Do I look that stupid? Well, alcohol made me that stupid. And I was grieving. Um, And that's one of the things that I will be talking on. I have a podcast show talking about bereavement, grieving, um, with a couple of counsellors that's coming on to talk about how people deal with grief and, and the thick, the, you know, money with grief and the people around you with grief. And I wish I handled my grief a lot more better than I did. Um, so by the time I met the last guy, it was just this whole grief. I, I've been grieving for about five years when I lost my brother. Crazy, because he was my best friend. He was the best thing in my life, the best, best, him and my grand. And then literally after I lost my brother, then I lost my grandmother, who she's my mother because she brought me up. I lived with her all my life, you know, crazy, just crazy episodes that I've been through and all behind all of that, I smile and give myself, I try to be happy and be with other people and I want everybody else around me to be happy and secretly behind closed doors. I'm like, oh, God. And trying to deal with anxiety on top of it all is not the best. There's days I'd be in the house and just having these panic attacks, which was so bad. How I managed to get out the door is beyond me at times. But let's come forward. As I said, the last straw was that guy four years ago. And I realised that this guy just took everything I had. He demoralised me, he embarrassed me, he lied about I had money, and I just didn't. I whacked a whole load of money on this guy because he didn't have any. And his, his trait was dating women that was older than him. I was, he, he wasn't older than me, but he, he his past was the way how he managed to be dressed nice and look nice and all that was to live on the government money but date older women because older women took care of him. Crazy. And he he just knew how to do, you know, spin a good story. I remember leaving my home and, and, and jumping on a plane to meet him on a holiday in another country that it had nothing to do with me. Only because he needed me to bankroll him while I was there. But I'm coming forward and I had to turn and tell myself, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. You don't do that sort of thing. And once I stopped drinking... I didn't, I haven't met any because my clarity, my clarity, and that was the only time once I dropped him, I was able to go and visit my brother's grave. And I sat there and I said my piece, uh, you know, and it was cathartic um, 
to visit his grave. So I never visited his grave once he died. That was the first time for me. And so, you know, coming forward, we're now into 2021. This was 2018. And I've just stayed single. And even though I've had my little buddy, my friend, even then, we don't fornicate, you know, because I choose not to. But he still, you know, likes me, checks for me. He'd like us to settle down. I'm not doing it. I just don't want to. Lo and behold, through lockdown, I've tried to ease him out, but he always rings to see if I'm okay. I don't. I don't find the need to because I've now learnt to have find my worth, to love myself. But at some point for the first time I said, 2021, I'm going to go out dating. I'm actually going to me find someone as opposed to men jumping in my DMs on Insta or whatever because I don't want you, I don't need you I'm not looking at your picture to want you I want to physically date someone fair dues to everyone on a dating app that's your prerogative and that's what I thought and so recently I got in contact with some guy it was just so random how me and this guy started speaking and um, we're only 10 days in and I started speaking to him and he kept saying we need to meet up and would you believe I can't leave my house this guy has everything I want everything I like he it's like I am talking to myself when I'm talking to him we, he is just so tender. He's just so beautiful. He is, to me, is like, wow, how and where have you been all my life? You know, to the point that, you know, I wouldn't normally say anything to my friends. I actually had to read it and goes, can you believe I'm dating me? And they were like, what do you mean? I said, I find that I'm having a conversation with someone who actually sounds like me and we, we share the same things we've gone through. Well, apart from not being right. But he's gone through the same kind of things in life. We've got the music background. We like the same sports. We, you know, just everything. There's really, um, it's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Anyway... Um, seven days in, no, ten days in, I've cancelled on two meetups already because I can't get out of the house. I'm so concentrating on, I mean, I can go to the shop, I can, you know, put my mask on and go to the shop and blah da 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 I don't want to get, I don't know how to put shoes on. None of my clothes fit. And even though I've put weight on, take lost weight, I'm still anxious to be amongst people. Everybody is getting up and going out to have meals and stuff. I'm still ringing up to have meals from Deliveroo and still texting and talking to this guy. It's so bad that my date was last Wednesday and I actually pressed the disrupt button and just went into a full rant and then told him I'm not meeting him. Oh, Jesus. Absolutely crazy. And so 
I don't know if anybody else is going through that. Are they thinking about dating? If you, you know, if you've not been, if you've gone through um, lockdown by yourself and you now decide that you want to have a relationship, how are you dealing with that? Because I'd like to now have a relationship because I've got no baggage. I've got nothing. For the first time in all my life, I am as single as they come. I don't have anyone ringing me, bothering me, which I quite like. Um, no one that I text in the morning like, hi, baby, or good night, baby. Now, this guy started to do that, you know, we were texting good night, babe, and good morning. But I got so used to waking up with my crumpled face in the morning and forgetting that, oh, my God, let me tell him good morning. I'm, that's bad, isn't it? Does it mean that I he's not on my brain? I don't know. I, I, he was on my brain, but by the time he was on my brain, it's like nearly 10 o'clock. Is that bad? Oh, God. I am terrible, aren't I? I'm not being... It's like, God, am I being selfish? What is it? Oh, help. So, um... My conscience got the better of me because I'm that type of person. And I literally had to send him a voice message because my after the after I said, look, I'm cancelling the date, we'll meet up or we catch up, um, he didn't speak to me at all. He literally just stopped speaking to me. And, and I don't know why. Or I don't know if it was me. Or I just don't know. And so because of that silence, you just don't understand what's gone on. Um, I just sent a message to him and I just said, look, you know, I, I do this all the time. I press the destruct button and hey, I tend to, I'm far ahead. So it's not fear. It's I've already worked. I've already played out the whole scenario. It's not going to work. Goodbye. I'm pressing the destruct button. Bye famous for it I do all the time and that's why I'm probably gonna end up being single um and so these are the things that I do (laughs) crazy I know but um somehow the universe even though I did that he didn't respond back to me after I sent the message would you I don't think I would um but I was glad he didn't I was like right okay Okay, let's get on with it. So I, w- I went into a full... The next day I was like, oh, really like, oh, oh I got used to talking to him. But then I just cracked on because I had shows to deal with. I had to prepare for my last show on the Thursday. And then I had to prepare for my Friday show. And I hadn't heard from him. But lo and behold... Um, I don't normally go back and look at my uh, the comments and who watched the shows on my YouTube or my Facebook. But lo and behold, I hadn't heard from him. And it, 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 I think the Friday I may have got a text. And I was like, whoa, he's just texted me. But it was just like hug text, you know. And I just thought, right, okay, I'll talk to him back in a minute. But I completely forgot it went over my head. So in the end... I then um, did my show and randomly I looked back on the show on the Friday. I think it was Friday night, late Sunday. And he had watched the show. He had tuned in and he'd put love heart. 
I was like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I must be a soppy cow, aren't I? But it it warmed me up. It was like, oh my God. Oh no. But I didn't know why I was going, oh no. Was I oh knowing because, um, oh no, he's come back? Or is it, oh no? How do I deal with this? Um, and guess what I did? I sent him a message and said, how are you? And I just broke the ice. How are you? Thank you for tuning in and watching the show. And he was so adorable. And he came back and he just said, it was a fantastic show. He said, as always, your research was on point. And I was like, oh, thank you. I'm not good with compliments, by the way. And he was just delightful. And he just said it was a great show, you know, blah, blah, blah. I really enjoyed it. He said he had his boys down for the weekend because he's got two boys. And um, he said he got them to sit and watch it. And I was like, oh, I was like, suck the bleh. How could you? You know, and um, so, yeah, he said he's two boys. And he said that, you know, they liked it too. And, and so the ice got broken. So here I am thinking... Okay, we are, we got back in the routine of talking to each other all yesterday. And, but it's, it's strained. So it's like, oh yeah, did you watch the F1? Oh, did you do this? And I'm just about to cook and then blah, blah, blah. But by the time it got to eight o'clock, I literally stayed up all of Friday night to Saturday morning, into Saturday morning. So I was dead tired. So by the time it got to Saturday night, I was gone by 8.45 and I didn't wake up until like this, you know, the early Sunday morning. OMG, he had messaged me and I didn't message back. So you can imagine he thought I had, you know, I was blanking it. I was like, oh God, Valerie. Oh, do you know what I mean? What is going on with you? What is with the universe at the moment? So I just sent him a message saying, hey, I've just woken up. My face is all crumpled, (laughs) as you do. And uh, he didn't respond for a little while. And when he did, he just said, I'm up and I'm going to break my fast and I'm going to go and make the boys some burgers. He said, one wants breakfast, one wants lunch. Um, And so that's where it's left and we had the odd conversation so for me my pod you know i'm just giving you my daily blog how do i date in coming out of covid someone new it's brand new how am i dealing with it because my anxiety levels are up in the creek I watched the whole weekend where people were out partying, people were having bar, you know, like the weather's shite, by the way. People were having marquee parties. And I just, I'm not interested. I'm not even jealous about it. And I am one of the biggest party animals you will ever find. Ask anybody that knows me. I am constantly on, you know, am I getting old? No, I love my music. I'm at home. I play music. I I thrive for music. I'm trying to get the band, you know, our band is almost coming back together. Um, Yeah, did I tell you I was in a band? Anyway, um, so all of these things, these little exciting little things are happening. And I'm anxious as fuck. 
I'm telling you, excuse my French, I don't know how I'm going to integrate back into normal, normal life. And a, a really, really close friend of mine messaged me and said, um, hey, I love you. And I mean, I really do love him. I've always loved him. Did I just say that on my podcast? Yes, this is one of, this is a secret one that I think people get, know that this, this guy's in my life and, you know, but we've just never, and he's got a girlfriend and, you know, whatever. We've always been the most, I just, I just love him and I've always loved him, to be fair. God, I hope none of my exes hear this. But anyway, right, but uh, yes, I have a secret crushy kind of lover you know and I always have he's been there for about 10 15 years we've just never made it official and we've just watched each other like ships in the night with different I'm in a relationship he's and we just sit and look at each other like wow and then you know when he comes to London I get to have dinner or lunch and stuff like that but nothing nothing because I'm I really believe in loyalty I can't do the cheating thing it's just not me because I am as jealous as as hell so I'm sorry if I don't want no one to be doing that to me I can't do it to anybody else so I will just love you from a distance and that's just all I do so here I am, anxious as hell. He's messaging says, oh, when I come down, I'm taking you for dinner. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't come out. I don't want anyone in my house. Help me. I'm laughing about it, but my, my, I, I really have bad anxiety. And I'm dreading it. I am really, really dreading getting back to normal life. Luckily, I can work from home at the moment. But there has to be days that I will have to get out and be amongst other people. It is going to be, oh God, it's going to be horrible. And um, I've gone out and bought these masks, these really weird, like plastic visor looking masks, but they're quite pretty. I could actually make them, you know, they make them look um, designed, you know, so I can look pretty. Um, going to work and being in work, that sort of thing. And, you know, do studio shows. But, um, yeah, I am, I am, uh, my anxiety levels are bad. And it'd be interesting to hear from anybody else who is in the same boat as I, who would like, who wants to go out with their friends and date and stuff like that. But they're finding it very hard to leave the house. <sighs> And that's season four, episode two of my daily blog. My anxiety levels. I want a date. Help. That's me, Valerie Maxfield, checking out, standing in my truth. Take care. Mwah.